Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memoirs. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. Yo, yo, good day, and welcome to another episode of Rotafest Detail Memoirs. It is our absolute favorite day of the week. We love doing this show. We love uh, interviewing amazing guests, whether they're suppliers, vendors, detailers, guys with creative spins on their business. And so, yeah, just uh, is something that Rod and I really look forward to. I'm Jody. I, I'm Rod. That's the other guy here. That guy. And, uh, yeah, this guy. <clears throat> <clears throat> and today we have an awesome guest, Paul Apollonia. And we've known Paul a long time. We were just having discussions about old rock bands and stuff, which is awesome. So, Paul, how are you today? Uh, I'm doing great, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. It was really fun seeing you guys again at uh, Mobile Tech 2022. Yep. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's always fun to get together at those events, you know, especially with the craziness of COVID the last couple of years. You know, being able to get face to face, you know, we're looking forward to Southern Detailers Conference coming up in June. So if you are a supplier, you need to make sure that you go get your booth. Rod and I are going to be the MCs. So, yeah, yeah have, you know, have, it's going to be fun. They have made a grave mistake <laughs> in that they are giving me an open mic and putting me in front of a group of people. Whoa. <clears throat> okay. So this spring, we have a ton of stuff coming up. So you guys need everybody out there needs to be really aware and go look at your schedules. There's a lot of things opening up. Um, the Rag Company in the month of March is having a virtual uh, trade show. We're going to be part of that. There's some trainings in California that we're going to be part of in April. There is, of course, Southern Detailers Conference, and then we're anticipating Air Force One. And it's going to be fall. busy. It's a busy year, so <laughs> don't blink. So, Paul, let's uh, let's jump into you. So. Um, okay. You know, when you and I, when we first met you, you were actually running a detail shop called Onsite Detailing. And so you've kind of had an evolution over time. So let's talk about your evolution. How did you get started in detailing and how you've kind of moved into a different aspect of your business? Sure. I'll try to keep this short and sweet. Way back in the day uh, when we rode horses and buggies. No, um, in 79, I graduated high school. My first job was working in a car dealership. We are going back. <laughs> well, you know, boom, I was born. <laughs> and I got a part-time, no, I got a full-time job as a detailer there. And I just liked it. And then moved on to some other things, got a career going. And in uh, 1997, I resurrected it again, part-time, running it out of my Ford Escort, which was a trip. But back in the time, that's what a lot of people did. Um, took it full time in uh, 2004, left my IT career, left a lot of money behind, but money's not everything. Um, keep on telling myself that. <laughs> <laughs> Freedom is what I want. Um, and, and I ran a business for about 10 years. And, and to be honest with you, I love doing the work, but I don't know. I mean, 
something was up. I, I just I wasn't ready to be self-employed, to be really quite honest with you. It took me a couple of years to get that straightened out. Once I got it straightened out, I got the business going. It was rocking and rolling pretty good. I was a one man show um, out of my van. I, I, I got a van after a while, a couple of vans, actually, that I went through and uh, ran until about 2008. And then the economy just kind of crashed around here. And Everywhere. It, 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 just, <laughs> it just wasn't a good scene. I had two small kids at home and I just needed to um, figure out something else to do. So I was doing eBay on the side while I was doing detailing. And I just started that business up. And that's where I'm at today. Basically, I do a lot of uh, consignment for people. There's a huge need. A lot of baby boomers are uh, kind of going into retirement homes now and they need people to um, get rid of their stuff they have at home. Their kids don't want that trashki that's been sitting on that table for 50 years that they weren't allowed to touch. They don't want it. <laughs> yeah, first they went and touched it. They're like, touch, 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 yeah, touch, I know. touch, touch. Now Throw sell it. Around, break it while they're gone. Um, <laughs> right. So that's where I come in and I go, I don't think I can sell that. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I come <laughs> in and I try and tell people. I also do a lot of parting out of appliances. Um, I actually have a course out on Teachable, my Teachable site on how to part of the dishwasher. And I do a lot of teaching on eBay and other venues. And I run the Raleigh eBay meetup group which would be second Thursday of the month at 3 p.m. today. Oh, wow. That so was I think that's about everything. I've got two, well, not two kids anymore, a uh, 24-year-old and a 21-year-old. We adopted them from Guatemala when they were six months old, been married 38 years. I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. Anything else you need to know? Thank you very much. And, Thanks, and, everybody, and for love, watching the show. We're and, out. And I love uh, evening walks on the beach. And, yes, uh, I do. Yes, yes so, I do. And I got two dogs, too. So they're, let's, they're jump, let's jump back, because that's a lot of ground to cover. We just went from 1979 <laughs> to 2021 in 35 seconds. So, uh so let's go back to first off Ford Escort. If you had the GT model and you're in the UK, that is a screaming machine. So anybody that doesn't know what back in the day, Ford Escorts were pretty hot little cars. Um, four door. Four so cylinder. you started out in detailing and then you went into uh, the eBay thing. And, and I think, you know, one of the important pieces there is the this the the growth and the seeing an industry that is needing something to be in there. And I think that's part of people have got to be able to pivot and shift. Right. So what was the, what was the major pivot or was there a major pivot that took you from detailing into eBay more often than detailing? detailing? Yeah. Okay. Honestly, I had to grab a part-time job during this when, when 2008 came along Mm -hmm. and I was working at night and a friend of mine said, you can make more money on eBay than you can work in this part-time job. And that was really the pivot for me to get back and really be out there on my own again. I mean, yep. yeah, and I, I think it's two weeks, but it's yeah, I think people don't realize what they can do on there. I, my brother-in-law and I did a um, an eBay build a couple years ago. Um, <laughs> we uh, uh, we actually did a thing where we could see you know how much money we would make off of eBay in a month, and so um, oh, cool. you know, I I bought a uh, 1967 Camaro. Um, and I bought it locally and then I turned it on eBay in less than 30 days and I like tripled my money. So, um, well, this guy can sell anything. I mean, years ago I had this 88 Chevy van with a <laughs> engine that was, that had 
gone, outlived its life, had 333,000 miles on it. The crankshaft broken half. Crankshaft broken half. He, he and I are working nights, pulling this engine out. I basically, I'm the grunt turning the, the wrenches. I don't know what I'm doing. He's just telling me what to do. We pull it out. And then like two weeks later, he goes, oh, here's some money. I sold your engine. I'm like, it was broke. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, yes, I sold it. I sold a Chevy 350 with a broken crankshaft. And uh, I sold it back to Jody. <laughs> no, I did not sell it back to Jody. I sold it to a guy that wanted the cylinder heads because they were a desirable thing. And I basically said, you can have the cylinder heads if you, if you take the whole motor. And i.e. I gave Jody some money. So <laughs> money. But you know how much you sold the motor for. Okay. All right. We're yeah, good. I sold the motor, but but I think the key there is you can everybody's looking for something. A couple of years ago, I did this um, well, several years ago, 2009, um, we were remodeling a kitchen and I had a garbage disposal um that was probably from the 70s. And my wife's like, are you going to throw that out? And I said, no, I'm going to sell it. And she's like, you can't sell a used garbage disposal. I sold a used garbage disposal. Somebody yeah. needed one that ran. They had a rental and they bought it. So, yeah. um, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure is kind of should be the tagline for eBay. But people always need stuff. And so you need to have an avenue to sell it. I mean, whether it's Craigslist or eBay and stuff. So what do you let's say that I have some let's say I have this used microphone, Paul, what are you going to tell me you need to do to sell that used microphone? Uh, well, you're going to need to take really good pictures of that microphone. Uh, eBay loves white backgrounds. Actually, eBay and Google work together every it's every 24 hours. eBay uploads all their listings to Google Shopping which is huge. That's why when you go on Google oh, wow. and search yeah. on something, you'll see eBay listings. That's why eBay and Google love white backgrounds. If you can't mm. do all your pictures of white backgrounds, at least do the first one in a white background. I, you, yeah. you can either use an actual white background or there's software you can get that will white, that will blank out the background, whatever they call that. I forget what they call it. And make yeah. It yeah, clear background. Clear background. Yeah. Um, I prefer yeah. just having a white background. They kind of look fake sometimes when you, when you, when you, make the background white, but that's just me. So uh, they love white backgrounds and you want to make sure your title is uh, what kind of microphone it is and make and model. And uh, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Your description is really important. There's what they call item specifics. When you're searching on eBay, if you've ever been on eBay, you go on the left side and you'll see used and all the different specifications yeah. you can click within your listing. There's something called item specifics and it's, it's a huge area. You got to put all your information in there because that's how you get found in searches on eBay. Yep. Yeah, there you go. And it and it is. I mean, it's like anything else, right? It's like detailing. You have to know the specifics of it. Right. You have to know how to do everything there. So, are you? Do you still do any detailing? I do. Uh, actually, believe it or not, I mean, let me say, I actually shut the business down in 2010. I still have some hardcore customers. When I was shutting it down, I went around and said, I'm shutting it down. Or about, most of the people were like, okay, that's fine. And there were a few people. There's a gentleman that lives probably about 45 minutes away from me that lives in a very private community. And I was doing his cars. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to shut the business down. He goes, okay, that's great. How much are you going to charge me to still do my cars? I'm like, okay. So, <laughs> so so I jumped up my price a ridiculous amount. Somebody goes, okay, that's fine. We can come out next. So I do his car and I do about four other people's cars, but these are nothing. These are no paint corrections. These are just basically um, kind of a little bit better on the splash and dash, to be honest with you. You know, like I'm using, uh, you know, some, uh, some products. I want to mention names. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. just different products, spray waxes and stuff, but this is nothing. There's nothing high tech I'm doing anymore. I still enjoy it, but I don't know if I really want to get back into business. But I'll tell you, this is a great time to enter that business with all the equipment and all the advancements that are out there. 
Oh my yeah. God. If I was that age again, I'd be kicking butt in this stuff, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's so many people I think that, I mean, just like with your, with your, your venture you're doing now, you have to learn it, you know, and, and the advancements are constantly there. The training is constant. You have to always educate yourself. And, and that is, that is regardless of the industry you are in. You have to be involved in, you know, organizations like the IDA. You have to be yeah. involved in the trainings and stay with it. You're only going to get out of it what you put into it. And right. I think that's what people don't understand about anything is they um, they're going to get into it. And then and then the magic happens. You know, it's yeah. like that <clears throat> there, there is no magic. It's you, whatever you're putting into it. You know, if you're actively doing something, that's what's going to happen. So, you know, I had somebody ask me to know, you know, I was asking how Jody and I do this all, how we put these together. And it's like, we actively are involved in doing this. If we, the, the, the podcasts aren't going to happen for themselves. Our software doesn't happen for itself. We have a team of people that we meet with every day and we're actively involved in the development of the business itself. So, so I have a question for you because I think this is the first year that I noticed that you were doing a training at Mobile Tech Expo, you know, on people, you know, being able to sell on eBay. So one, how was the reception? And two, um, do you see this as a, you know, an opportunity for other business owners to branch out their business? Yeah, the uh, the reception was really good. I was hoping to fill the room, but obviously I didn't. There's, I love mobile tech. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> I love it. I love the people, yeah. but I think sometimes there's a lot of clashes with all the seminars they're offering. Like, oh sure, which one do I go to? You know, this one or that one or that one or yeah. that one or, or that one. And and people get up and leave, and that's fine. That's just the the way it is. I kind of wish they would do what they did a couple years was Thursday and Friday for the seminars. But besides that, it was a good turnout. Um, I had a good selection of people. I had one guy that was uh, went all to the flex battery operated buffers, and now he has four or five of the uh, flex corded buffers he's looking to get rid of. I had a gentleman that has a company that has lots of overstock of waxes and stuff he was looking to get rid of. Um, a lot, just a lot of different people. I think it's a really great avenue for detailers to get rid of stuff that they have sitting around in their shop in their van in their basement even detailing wise, because you want to sell stuff, you know, they, there's an old sort or there's a saying called the riches are in the niches when you're selling stuff, you want to sell stuff, you know, you want to sell stuff either from like your detailing business, or if you're into like stereo equipment or like I'm a ham radio operator, so I can get like, I know what I'm looking for with old radios and stuff. You want to sell stuff, you know, right off the bat, because that's the easiest stuff to sell because you know all about it. You're not trying to figure out now, what is this Barbie doll and how is the award? So you're just, you want to sell stuff, right. you know. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a great market. Uh, I love doing mobile tech. I really would like to up, up, maybe do some more seminars there, maybe do some different seminars with them. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then if hopefully, Sheldon, you're listening. The two-day seminars work really well. Um, <clears throat> I think that's important that, that, you know, one of the things I love about Mobile Tech Expo, Southern Detailers Conference, is that the seminars are full. Um, Jody and I at Mobile Tech Expo this year, and we've been doing this a really long time. I had hair when we started doing this. Um, we we started doing seminars at Mobile Tech Expo, and we had more people at our seminar this year than we ever have. And I just see those getting more and more crowded, and 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 the way we're offering the the, the offerings, you know, more often, and and what the topics are are so much <clears throat> more well attended. And I think that's what's great about 
going to those type of seminars. Now, the the, the format at, at the Southern Detailers Conference coming up in June is a lot different. Um, it is smaller, it's more intimate, and it is more hands-on. And it's a different type of training. And, you know, some people like the hands-on stuff. Some people like this, the lecture stuff. So I think it's go to everything you can go to and learn yeah. as much as you can. Because, I mean, I, I sat in on um, stuff that I had never, I, I mean, quite honestly, I'm, I'm, I'll throw it out there. I really didn't think there was going to be that much difference in boat detailing from cars. I'm like, it's just like polishing a Corvette. It's just fiberglass. And I sat in on, on um, Nathan Warren's boat seminar last year at uh mobile te- or at, at southern detailers conference he had this giant beautiful <laughs> boat and it, i i've got to say that it totally changed my um perspective, perspective yeah. and thinking on boat detailing yeah, and, definitely. and it, it it you know it just brings it that it's not the same it you know um i know that there's some uh people that are that are out there doing boats and that's all they do. And that, that's a different craft. So I'm glad to see the IDA putting together uh, certifications for motorcycles and boats and RVs and different classifications of vehicles because they're different. Yeah. So, so I have a question kind of, um, you know, as people are considering whether or not they, you know, they're looking at their, their shop and they're seeing all of this stuff on the, on the shelf that they've not used in, <clears throat> 10 years, you know, what, what are the steps for them to get involved in being an eBay seller? Is it just simply go and sign up and start selling or should they work with somebody like you as a consignment or, you know, what is the best way forward for people to do that? Well, I mean, obviously I want them working with me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Consignments are a really good option. My my rates are 50-50 split up to the first hundred and it goes down from there. Um, One thing nice about that is you're just giving me your items if I say they'll sell and you don't have to do anything else. Or you can do some of my trainings. I have online trainings. I have in-person Zoom trainings. Um, Or you can just go on and try and figure out yourself. If you're going to do it yourself, you want to first look and see, uh, look, uh, search for your item and just don't like people come to me and go, oh, gosh, this 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 mouse is going to go for eight thousand dollars. Well, that's not the sold. You're looking at what people are asking for it. You want to yeah. look at sold items. So you type in in the search thing. Uh, at, sorry. In the search bar at top, you type in what you're looking for. Then you go on the side on the left side and, and click completed listings and solds and then that'll show you everything that's sold. The the price will be in green and that's what you're looking for. So if someone could be asking nine thousand dollars for this mouse and it's only selling for two dollars. That's yeah. People never look at solds, they're always looking at what right. they well everything's yeah. worth a million dollars, right? If well, I have an old right. if I have a car and I throw some dust on it, it's a barn find and it's worth at least fifty thousand dollars <laughs> now. I mean that's right. That, that's what people think. I, I, mean, I can go put honestly, a canvas thing on my Z and see oh, yeah. if I can sell so it. Funny part, I have a barn behind my house, and all I got to do is park it in there for a little that's while, right. and it's a barn find. Everything right. I got is a barn find. You're so, <laughs> throw some dust on it. It's patina. That's right. That, people try marketing in an interesting way, and I mean, I joke about that a lot, but I, I'm I'm all involved in you know classic cars and stuff, and it's insane what people think oh. that their stuff is worth. It's also regional as well. Um, right. If you're selling something in Tennessee, you want to look at what the prices are in Tennessee and what they're selling for. Because a lot of times um, items, if they're large items, if I'm selling an extractor or something, that it's probably going to be local pickup. 
you know, and you can right. you can make a deal with somebody that they pick it up locally that, it, you know. Right. Yeah, you can do it that way. You can even try and pack it up properly and use FedEx. You can also use that U-ship uh, thing where somebody comes mm-hmm. and picks it up and drives it out to wherever it's going to. There's, there's other options besides local, but local is one of the great options, especially if you have a shop, because then you can say, hey, I'm here from nine to five, Monday to Friday. You're not trying to meet somebody in a weird parking lot somewhere and then they don't show up and it turns into yep. a Craigslist transaction. Mm-hmm. And it gets into a weirder parking lot than they want to meet you at. And, you know, it's just <laughs> your best yeah. thing yeah. you ever shot. So I have one last question for me. That's um, yes. so obviously you you have a, a bent towards eBay, but. In your honest opinion, what's the difference between eBay, Facebook Marketplace, and Craigslist? And are there advantages to any of those or either of those? Or what's your perspective? Well, I think eBay from uh, those three, I think eBay is going to be your safest option because there's two levels of security. There's eBay security and then there's security on your credit card or whatever you're using to pay for for your item. Mm -hmm. Uh, Facebook Marketplace Uh, I know people that are very successful on Facebook Marketplace. I've never been one to be super successful with it. I've sold some large items on there. And you got to be careful, especially when people are using like a Venmo or something like that. I've heard stories where they say, okay, here's my $1,000. And they get the item and then they somehow pull the money back out again somehow. And I I don't know. That's a definite problem with PayPal. You definitely need to be careful transactions. And it's also, you know, everybody laughs about it and calls it the Craigslist transaction in the parking lot. (laughs) That's true. I mean, I've sold large items. I've sold cars and things like that. And, um, it, it, you get nervous about it. Like when I sold the 67 Camaro, I didn't necessarily want people. I don't want people coming back in, into my shop because right. I don't want them seeing everything else. Right. Um, so it, it's hard. You have to make sure that you are keeping yourself safe, regardless of what you're doing. And right. that's why a lot of times it would be easier to go to a consignment person. The other thing is, is Facebook marketing and, um, and Craigslist, you're setting up the transaction yourself. It's your type exactly. of payment, yep. um, you know, whether it's Venmo or, you know, whatever. Um, right. what, it, what it used to be in our back end of the day, it was a certified check from the bank. Oh, yeah. right? Everybody thought money that, that was that was a money order, right? They thought yeah. that was that was secure. It's not. They can cancel yep. it. Yeah, whenever so, I do Craigslist transaction parking lot, I bring one of those little pens to check to make sure that, you know, that the bills aren't fake. Is that a little extreme? Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, it's I, true, I, but I've done it. I sold yeah. last summer. I sold a, a one of forty-seven produced cars that were brought into the United States, and I absolutely checked to see because it was cash, and I absolutely made sure that that was true. You're watching that thing drive down the road. You want to make sure you have legitimate money in your hand, and that's scary. You know, I mean, I had an experience once where I sold these rims off of this Audi. I don't know what it was. Some guy was upgrading his rims and his tires. And I got $1,200 for these rims and two guys pull up from a tra- Craigslist transaction and they hand me this big envelope of $1,200. And I'm like, well, I got to count this. And I foolishly didn't bring anybody with me. So I'm trying to count this. I'm looking over my shoulder. I'm, it was just <laughs> it was my own fault. But I mean, it's quite scary. Yeah. You know, I mean, right. right. Well, and here's the thing that I always do is, and this is legit. So um, in my shop, um, I have, it's not an expensive, but we have, you know, uh, uh, ring cameras and and things like that and then there's this there's a line running back to that and my we have to turn off the alarm um but that i i make sure we say that in front of whoever's doing the transaction 
let me turn off the alarm first. You know, right. oh, I got to make sure those cameras aren't on smile. You know, I make jokes about it because right. I want if somebody's there to case the place out, I want them to understand there's security there. Right. And um, and I've had people there that I completely trust that, you know, once the transaction was done, they're they're you know, local people or whatever. The other, the other nice thing is when you are shipping smaller items, um, right. If you've got enough to ship it out, then there's usually not an issue. Most people in a transaction like that are willing to, they've already put their money up, especially with eBay. It's a different right. type of transaction there. Right. The, it's, it's, you know, way more secure. So yep. be careful, I guess, is the, is the, the, is the advice. advice there. You've got to be yeah. careful. Yeah. So, yes. so, how do people get in touch with you? I mean, if they're interested in learning about being an eBay seller or working with you on their behalf, how do people connect with you? Sure. You can reach me by uh, just calling me at uh, 919-812-4759. Email address is paul, period, and my last name, A-P-O-L-L-O-N-I-A at gmail.com. And I'm working on a new website, and it's called OnlineSellingSuccess.com, all one word. It is a work in progress. It's just basically a splash screen right now. <laughs> if it sends you some information, I'm feverishly working on it, uh, trying to find somebody to get that work done for me. And I also have a Teachable uh, site, which is Online Selling Success under Teachable, and I have a dishwasher, how to part on a dishwasher course on their YouTube channel under my name, Paul Apollonia. And I'm on Facebook, same name, Twitter. You're everywhere, man. I'm everywhere. I'm trying to be like you guys. Right. Right. (laughs) Well, so go ahead. Yeah, we love having you on. You know, we've seen you and known you for a long time. And it's cool to see that you're, you know, you've shifted and you've pivoted and you're doing some new stuff. Um, You know, I think people need to be more aware of that, um, that they can make changes and shifts. Uh, One of the smartest things I ever saw was a guy that in the off season, he uses his pressure washer and goes and pressure washes driveways and buildings and, you know, just move, shift, do creative, creative, man. So, and my, uh, as we wrap things up here, you know, we'll just remind people go out and like, and subscribe to our channel. It keeps us going. Um, I think we are one of the longest running podcasts on the internet for detailing. Um, they, we have well over 150 episodes out on our uh, YouTube we're channel. We're pushing 200 now. Yeah, we're, we're, getting up there. we're getting up there. So go watch some of that stuff. It's fun to look back and see where we were several years ago and look at some of those things. But, you know, <laughs> go out there and do it. There's a lot of valuable information out there. Yeah. Well, yeah. you guys have a Great day. Thank you again, Paul. You bet. Fantastic Thursday. And we will check you guys same time, same bad channel just next week. And next week is Marcy Tran. So make sure to tune in. Okay. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks. See ya.